You are listening to Feast Radio, bringing God's love and grace on air. Listen to significant and heartfelt messages you can reflect on and pray about. May this message help prepare you to face challenges, follow your dreams, and open yourself up to God's unlimited blessings. There is joy in the house of the Lord today. Welcome to the house of the Lord. Welcome to everyone. Welcome to the feast at home here in the district of Makati. I just want to welcome those who are here for the first time. If you're attending for the first time, I want you to type in the chat box. This is my first time and we will reach out to you. Here's several things, several things before we start. I need you to be active. I need you to share. I need you to tag. Share and tag. Tag is the key word. Tag your friends. Tag people that you know will be blessed today. Today we're going to talk about the Word of God. And every time we talk about the Word of God, it changes. The Word of God changes our lives. The Word of God changes us. The Word of God just refreshes us. And I need you to tag your friends. Okay? Today, I also want to say, I want to welcome those who are watching on YouTube and also on Instagram. Next, uh, we are moving forward and we're using all the, week, all the weekend so that uh, we can uh, push further the Word of God. All right? So, yeah, I want, you to be, I want you to be active also in the chat. Okay? So, I see Melody. Uh, I, I see Jang, Cherry. Of course, Mon, Rochelle, and uh, just, just send a message. Send a message and uh, we will uh, reply and uh, let's, let's, let's get this going, okay? Let's get this going, all right? So if you're ready, I want you to just tell God you're ready and type you're ready. I'm ready to receive the word of God. I'm ready to listen to the word of God, okay? So we're all ready, okay? Aha, uh -huh. so, uh, okay. So we're going to continue our dive into the gospel according to Matthew. And we are still in our, uh, we are still in our uh, series, Side A, Side B. And today, um, I'm going to talk about commitment and class. Commitment and class, all right? Talk number 15, Commitment and class. So if you're ready, I want you to declare God's abundance over our lives together in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Together today, I receive all of God's love for me. Today, I open myself to the unbounded, limitless, overflowing abundance of God's universe. Today, I open myself to God's blessings, healing, and miracles. Today, I open myself to God's word so that I become more like Jesus Christ, Jesus, every day. Today I proclaim, say this with me, that I'm God's beloved, I'm God's servant, I'm God's powerful champion, and because I am blessed, I am blessing the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, have your way in us tonight. Father, we pray that you continue to give us strength to encourage us, that you continue to extend to us your protection, O God, that even in the midst of the rains and earthquake, that we can still Sleep in peace because we know that you are God and you will protect us and you are in charge of everything. Have your way in us tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. And then the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. 
Amen. I just hope and pray that you're okay. I know it's been raining for the past several days. Um, according to um, experts, ever since the Phoenix Suns lost, the sun did not shine yet. <laughs> the sun did not show itself yet ever since the Phoenix Suns lost to Milwaukee Bucks. Okay. Um, yeah, but wherever you are, I hope and pray that you're dry and you're safe. Okay. We are going to talk about um, class. We're going to talk about commitment. And uh, our one big message for today is simple. Love people over things. Love people over things. In this age of materialism, in this age where it's common for people to acquire, 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 even if you don't need it because it's on sale, in this age where we have one, one, two, two, three, three, four, four, five, five, six, six, seven, sevens, brothers and sisters, it is very easy to, to fall into the trap of being materialistic. And many times we sacrifice our uh, relationships. We sacrifice our relationships on the altar of materialism. We put people over, we put things over people. And, and today's message is simple. Unahin natin ang ating mga pakikipag-ugnayan. Let us, let us uh, start with our relationships and let us start putting people over things. There are lots of things that can happen when you do that. You, you'll mess up your life. When you start putting things over people, then the problem starts. Now, I have a question, I have a question for you. I, have, I, I hope to, answer, to ask you three questions and answer that, okay? Question number one, why do you think families break down? Why do you think families break down? Why is dad uh, fighting mom? And why is, why is Kuya fighting his younger brother? Why? I know for a fact that one of the main reasons why families break down is because of money. Because of money. Here in, in uh, uh, Ramsey Solutions, okay, say that the number one cause of marital fights is money. And the number two cause of divorce in the U.S. next to infidelity is money. Walang pera. I don't know about you, but I sometimes feel that. Especially when it's nearing Christmas and I don't have money. I'm kind of sad. I know a lot of families and my family included, I know a lot of families. There were times when my, when my, when my dad was, was, was hot-headed, hot-tempered, and my mom, because we didn't have money. And I've seen that in families. And this is the number one cause of marital fights, money. Whether, whether it's money for, 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 for survival or whether it's money for shopping, it's the number one cause. And uh, listen to this, 41% of Gen Xers ended their marriage because of money. You do not know the number of conflicts that start with money, especially between couples. Between couples. Why do families break down? 
money because people because people started putting things over people suddenly money is very important suddenly it's more important than our relationships when we have we're talking about inheritance yan mga mana mana that's when the problem starts that's when you know families start to fight how many families have sued each other <laughs> within the family in the in courts up to the supreme court why question number two why are there drugs why are there drugs look um according to statistics about 750,000 people die drug addicts die because of overdose etc 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 now on, on 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 the side okay we also have 269 million people who are addicted to drugs okay there are lots of people who die of overdose but there are more people who are dying who, are, who have died long before they've they, they've died <laughs> they, they've, they've already died and and they just need to inform everyone that they're dead you know they're living a life that doesn't have meaning they're living a life that that that's that's so monotonous and you know they're they're, they're long they're dead long before they actually die why because we have put things over people we have we we drug addicts we have prioritized and and opted we opted to 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 get drugs and i'm not just talking about when i say addiction i'm not just talking about drugs something you can be addicted to shopping you can be addicted addicted to shopping or lasada you may be you don't really need it but but you, you just buy it because it's on sale putting things over people question number three why are there wars why are there wars james says that the start that the reason why we have wars is because we try to get from each other one another something that we cannot get from each other we try to get from one another the, that very thing that only God can give. And conflicts start when you talk about money, property. Conflicts start when you talk about influence. Who's the most powerful? Um, who's, who's, who, who's a superpower, a world superpower? But, but I don't know if you've noticed that no one actually wins a war. <laughs> no one wins a war. And in the last 100 years... 108 million have died from wars. Why are there wars? Because we put things before people. Now, another question, why do wars happen? Simple, greed. Wars start to happen when we talk about territory, when we talk about who, who gets the oil, when who, uh, we talk about exploration, etc., etc., the, 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 the Philippines has been under the Spanish, Spanish rule for 333 years. And you might ask, why did the Spaniards conquer the Philippines? Some would say it's because they want to spread Christianity. Yes, yes, that's, that's partly true. But, but I, I guess it's all about power. The, 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 the Spaniards needed a force or needed a place, a strategic place here, in the Philippines, and and uh, 
uh, after the Spaniards came the Japanese, and then after the Japanese came the Americans. Um, they, they needed to they needed to use the Philippines as a strategic hub. Okay, again, again, yes, yes, yes. But but I, I don't don't get me wrong. I, I'm grateful that that uh, we we were a Catholic country. We became a Catholic country, and I love my being Catholic. And then all I can say is that even if the Spaniards came here to, to, to conquer us, because did you know that uh, in Europe, um, the, the Philippines is, okay, at that time, the number one source of spices. And uh, that's why, that's why they, 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 they decided to conquer and explore the Philippines. But of course, also to Christianity. Now, there were lots of missionaries who really came so that we will be a Christian nation. We will be a Catholic country. And I praise and thank God for that because I'm Catholic today. All I can say is if people came to conquer us and to exploit our natural resources, God had another plan. God, God used that. So it's, it's plain and simple. What was meant for evil, God meant for our good. The devil started out evil. But God changed it. Romans 8, 28, for, for uh, uh, God will work everything unto good for those who love him. Don't get me wrong. I'm not against money. I'm not against money. Money in the hands of good people is good money. Money in the hands of bad people is bad money. And don't get me wrong. I raise funds. I raise funds for the ministry. I, I, I raise millions of pesos so that our ministries will be sustained the light of jesus family and uh, we we raise money so that our ministries like like anawim will be supported did you know that in anawim we spend more than eight hundred thousand a month and and that's not the only ministry that we have we've also raised money for pag-asa ng familia our scholarship program for grace to be born for jeremiah foundation and uh, for He Cares Foundation. Now, all these foundations, they need money. So don't get me wrong, okay? Um, again, I'm, I'm praying that the Lord will continue to bless us. But in the process, when we raise funds, when we provide for the ministries, we remember one thing. We should love people over things. That at the end of the day, when we have a successful event, but... If our relationships were strained because of that event, I say that we have a very successful event, but we have a failed mission. Because God is calling you and me to love people over things. Can you type that in the chat box? Love people over things. Love people over things. Come on. Love people over things. Because when you start loving things over people, again, you will get into trouble. Money, brothers and sisters, is a blessing or a curse. If you let it control you, it's a curse. But if you use it for God's glory, use it so that many people will benefit from it, then it's a blessing. And, and God, I, I know that God wants to prosper you. So, so again, it's, it's not bad. The love of money is bad. Okay? Okay, that's the introduction. Now let's go to our, our talk. Um, 
in, in, in at the start of uh, our talk, I just want you to understand that um, um, Jesus, a, a rich man approached Jesus and started to converse with him. And they, they got into a, dis, a, a discussion, a, a lively discussion about, uh, about how to live our lives so that we will get to heaven. Okay. Now, let's start with Matthew 19, verse 14. Um, it's, it's interesting that Matthew put it this, yeah, before, before the verse that we're going to start with, Matthew just uh, talked about uh, children, about God, uh, Jesus saying that the kingdom of heaven belongs to those uh, who are like these children. Um, in Matthew 19, verse 14, it reads, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to those who are like these children um jesus was not talking about the 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 habits jesus was not talking about let's be like children let's dress up like children jesus was talking about their place in society their position in society their status children need adults and they cannot do much and they rely on adults. So, so Jesus was more uh, referring to that, okay? Now, after this story of children, us being like little children, um, G, um, Matthew started to, 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 to share the account of a rich man. And uh, if there's one thing that Matthew is also trying to convey is that there's an irony. The irony is that Jesus welcomes the small people, those who cannot fend for themselves, those who cannot defend themselves, those who are weak in society. And, but, but, but Jesus rejects the people who wanted to follow God, wanted to follow him in their own terms. And this is what we're going to discuss further. Okay, Matthew 19, verse 16. Let's start. Someone came to Jesus with this question. Teacher, what good deed must I do to have eternal life? Isn't that the question that we should all ask? What must I do to have eternal life? I want to focus on three words, three words that uh, we, can, we can gather from the verses that we just read. Again, I'll read it. Someone came to Jesus with this question. Teacher, what good deed must I do to have eternal life? Again, the three words. I want to focus on the word teacher. I want to focus on the word good deed. And then eternal life. Okay? Question number one. And, and, and I'm going to answer, ask you questions and I hope to answer them as well. You have to understand that only outsiders would call Jesus teacher. Um, the outsiders. Those who don't know him, they call him teacher. But the disciples and those who are in within his circle, those who understand, they call him Lord. Okay? When, when Matthew wrote that they called him teacher, rabbi, or teacher, that means there, there was, a, here's an outsider coming in and starting to converse with Jesus. Okay? Now, um, why did Matthew, here's my guess, why did Matthew write that? Here, here's my guess, because Matthew wants to convey the message that some people see Jesus as a teacher, 
because some people also see Jesus as Lord. Okay? A teacher you listen to, a Lord you obey. A teacher you listen to, these people have no connection with Jesus, so they, they listen to teachers, but we obey the Lord. So here's my question for you. Is Jesus your Lord or teacher? Is Jesus your Lord or teacher? Do you just listen to him? The Bible admonishes us not just to be hearers of the word, but doers of the word. In, 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 in a translation, it says, it is not enough for you just to listen to the word. You just have to do it. Okay? So, is Jesus your teacher? Or is Jesus your Lord? Are you just listening to him? Or have you given your life to him? Have you committed to obey him? Have you committed to be a follower of Jesus? Question number two. Do you want to retire in paradise or serve God here and now? Do you want to retire in paradise when in the afterlife? You want to be with him? Or do you want to serve him here and now? Um, you know, we've, we've, we've given hundreds and maybe thousands of, of Life in the Spirit seminars. And one of the things that we say there is that if you do not enter heaven while you're here on earth, you will not enter heaven at all. Hmm? So, so do you have to wait for eternal life to live according to how God wants you to live? Or, or should you do it? Should we do it here in the here and now? Matthew 19, again, the question, teacher, what good deed must I do to have eternal life? Mind you. In the Greek translation of the words eternal life, uh, it's, it, it's not just really talking about the life after. Eternal life means living the life of God. Living the life of God. So, are you living the life of God today already? Or are you going to wait for paradise? I'll say that again. If you do not enter heaven here on earth while you're still on earth, you might not be able to enter heaven when you die. Because Jesus wants us to bring heaven on earth. Jesus wants us to love like Jesus loved. Amen? Question number three. Do you get the heart of Jesus? Do you understand what Jesus wants? Let's continue reading. Um, so, so he said, um, Jesus, Master, Rabbi, Teacher, what must I do to have eternal life? And here's the Jesus' reply. Why ask me about what is good? Jesus replied, there is only one who is good. But to answer your question, you want to receive eternal life? Keep the commandments. Which ones? The man asked. And Jesus replied, you must not murder, you must not commit adultery, you must not steal, you must not testify falsely, honor your father and your mother, love your neighbor as yourself. So Jesus started to rattle off with the commandments. Jesus recited five of the Ten Commandments. Okay, The Ten Commandments, just, just so you know, and for your information, is, is uh, divided in two. The first half is all about loving God. You shall love the Lord your God. 
You shall have no other gods before me. So the first half is about loving God. And the second half is about loving others. And isn't it interesting to note that when this man asked Jesus what he must do to have eternal life, Jesus quoted four from the second half. The first four commandments, the four, first four commands that Jesus gave came from the second half of the Ten Commandments, which, all, which is all about loving others. You must not murder. You must not commit adultery. So it's about others. You must not steal. You must not fall, testify falsely. And only on the fifth did he say, uh, honor your father and mother. The fifth command, okay, is part of the first half. The first five, the five. Okay? And uh, so, so what was Jesus trying to say? And then Jesus, in, in Leviticus, he said, so love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. It is important to have a relationship with God. But again, that's between you and God. But I believe that what God wants us to do and how God wants us to live here on earth is just is that we should be able to love each other. Love our neighbors as ourselves. Because ultimately, friends, if you want to love God, you must love others. If you want to love God, you must love others. You cannot really say that you love God if you hate your brother. You cannot say, really say you love God when, when you don't love other people. And we will know, they will know, the world will know that we are followers of Jesus by the way we love each other. Let's continue reading in, from verse 20. So, so Jesus, uh, the, the man asked Jesus, what must I do? Jesus quoted the, the commandments. And interestingly, the man replied, I've obeyed all these commandments, the young man replied. I've obeyed it. What else must I do? Jesus told him, if you want to be perfect, go and sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. But when the young man heard this, he went away sad, for he had many possessions. Jesus said, if you want to be perfect, again, in the Greek translation of the word perfect, it means complete. So when Jesus quoted and said those words, if you want to be complete, this is what you need to do. So it's not non-negotiable. You need to do this if you want to be complete, because if you don't, you will not be complete. Reality is, brothers and sisters, you may follow, you may have followed all the religious commands legalistically to the letter. Truth is, even if you did that, you can still violate them spiritually. You may have followed all these commandments, but question is, are you a kind Christian? Are you a nice Christian? I love saying this. Gandhi said, if people will see the Christ of the Christians, they will convert. But sadly, the world has seen the Christians of Christ and they turned away. There's this um, non-canonical early manuscript. It's called the Gospel of Hebrew. Okay, the Gospel of the Hebrews. And it reads, I quote, many of your brethren are clad in filth. 
dying of hunger and your house is full of many good things and yet none of these good things are shared to them are you sharing your blessings with other people are you making sure that yes you have a relationship with god what about your relationship with our brothers and sisters question number four can i be catholic without loving the suffering when i say loving the suffering the suffering people can you sleep in your air-conditioned rooms and soft beds while you know that there are hundreds thousands of people who are right now under the rain or right now on their rooftops because of flooding brothers and sisters if following jesus is a car okay following jesus is a car loving the suffering loving the poor will be the wheels to that car you cannot move on you cannot go on you cannot move forward without loving the suffering and again if you want to be complete that's what you do that's what you do love the poor if you don't love the suffering if you don't love the suffering if you don't love the poor that means you're not loving god that means you're not loving god again it's not about the money jesus doesn't hate money he hates how money desensitizes us to the suffering people around us because money is very tricky sometimes when we get money we we forget our brothers and sisters already so continue to love the poor my questions another question what are you doing now what are you doing now i know here in the feasts our outreach ministry is all is all getting mobilized right now because that's what we've been doing during the pandemic during taal explosion and even now when we're experiencing so much flooding around us so many people suffering the other question question number five is should i sell all and give all to the poor was jesus really saying sell all get all your the titles of your properties your cars your houses and sell it all to the poor two answers to that two answers to that number one uh i believe jesus will always be um, leaning towards a practical side i heard this from father steve tynan he said if you study the lives of the saints if it's between the choice between something that's practical and a choice and something that's really 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 hard to do i think god wants you to choose the practical and then and, and you know it's not really sell all because how will you live how will you live what will happen to you sell your house and then you will not have a house anymore i don't think that's what god means i don't think that's what jesus meant and and the other thing is if if we start selling everything that we have and then maybe when we do that then we won't work anymore and you know the, the, our, our economy you, you you won't have a car that will sound like that anymore our economy our economy will will just collapse again it's not practical but here's what i think i think jesus was referring to you that the, the, the rich man not putting things over people 
but because he's already rich and blessed, he's obeyed. Someone told me before that the reason why this rich man was rich was because he obeyed, because there are blessings for obedience. And, and this person also told me, shared with me, that imagine if he already had those, he had so many possessions, and he, and, and, and he got rich because he was obedient to God, everything that God says. He obeyed. He said, I've done all that. Imagine what, what, what happened if he obeyed Jesus. If he tried to understand what Jesus meant, wouldn't he be richer? Right? Now, now I think the message really is, Maybe we can go to God and ask God, especially now. Ask him, Lord, how can I love people more than things? How can I put premium on people more than things? And how, as a Jesus follower, will the world see that I value people more than things? The world is, can, can smell someone who's not sincere and authentic from a mile away. And if we were just be authentic and sincerely wishing that people will experience God's love, whether through other people or through us, I think people will respond. I think because, because God loved us, then we should love. He loved us first then we can love. We love because we have been loved. And here's I, something that I'd like to leave you with. Your relationship with God is so transformative that it makes you his love in this world. How many lives have you changed? How many lives are you changing because you are loving God? And here's my final reminder, brothers and sisters. You cannot give what you do not have. If we are going to love the world, if we are going to love the suffering, if we are going to run after the least, the last, and the lost, we cannot do it on our own. We cannot do it on our own because our love, our physical love as human beings will always fall short. But as long as you have God's love in your heart, as long as you have his life in you, and here's the, that's important. That you must have his life in you. And as long as you can do that, then you can love. You can love. The world will know that we are Christians, that we are followers of Jesus by our love. And we can tell the world of Jesus' love if we start putting people over things. Loving people genuinely and in a Christ-like manner, over things. People over projects. People over money. People over property. People over the things that you want to acquire. Let's start loving people the way Jesus loved them. And let's see what happens. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Subscribe to Feast Radio and open yourself to God's grace. For more podcasts like these, visit feast.ph slash radio.